0: الحمد لله وكفى سلام على عباده الذين صفا أما بعد فأعذب الله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فاسألوا أهل الذكري إن كنتم لا تعلمون سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المصلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad As we go through life we're faced on a daily basis with having to make decisions. And whether we want to accept it or not, it's really difficult to make decisions. And the reason it's difficult is because we've not been given the ability to see all the possibilities that can occur based off of a decision that we make. So for instance, something as simple as, it's not time for me to leave the mustard. uh, and someone comes and talks to me, or approaches me and says, I want to speak with you. Now I can either say, I'm sorry, I have to go, or I can stand and speak with them. So I make a decision at that point. Now, I don't know if I leave five minutes earlier than I was planning to, or five, five minutes, sorry, later than I was planning to, I don't know what the ramifications are of that. I can get in my car and I can get home safely if I leave later by five minutes, or I can get in a car and at the same time there happens to be a drunk driver who's also passing five minutes later, and there's a consequence associated with that. Human beings have not been given the ability to see the consequences of the decisions that they make. So there's a ramification for each decision. Obviously, that's, this is an extreme example, but let's just look at major things in our life. If a person wants to purchase a car, we really don't know, I mean, a, a, even if our heart is set on one particular vehicle, we really don't know, is this vehicle what's best for me or is it what's not best for me? I don't know if a year from now, I'm gonna get into a motor vehicle collision. And as a result, that car is totaled and now I have to purchase another vehicle. I don't know if this is the vehicle that's going to actually be the one that's facilitating my coming to the masjid consistently or not. I don't know if this is going to break down in a few months, and then it becomes more of a headache for me than a solution. Um, you know, jobs, same situation. I have an opportunity. This is the dream job that I'm looking for. And although everything may look to be uh, perfect in that circumstance, I really don't know what the consequences of that are. We've all experienced this firsthand. And I think as people go through life, they... they Um, they feel more comfortable with this, right, recognizing that there's more uncertainty than certainty in the opportunities that are before me, right, that's one of the signs of wisdom, and it occurs through age, there's more uncertainty than there is certainty, so if I have a job opportunity that I think is perfect for me, I don't know if it is perfect for me, because there's, yes, there's a possibility that I'll succeed, and it'll be a source of contentment and, and happiness for me, or there's a possibility that there's employees in that workplace that are going to destroy my life and make my life miserable for me, and I wonder why did I even consider this to begin with. Um, and this is just life, right? It's just decision after decision, and at times I become so um, confident in my decision-making that I ignore the uncertainty that's around. And sometimes I become so worried about the effects or ramifications of decisions that I can't feel comfortable uh, in my, under my own skin. Now... The beauty is that our deen has given us two ways by which we can resolve this. This, this. this discussion of decision-making and how to proceed with things in life, our deen has given us two ways as exemplified by the Prophet wasallam, to completely settle this matter for us. The first is through something called istikhara and the second is through something called istishara. Istikhara essentially means to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put goodness or khayr into a decision. And istishara means to do mashwara or to seek counsel from someone as it pertains to a particular decision. And when when we combine these two things, it resolves so many struggles and conflicts that we have on the inside when it comes to having to make decisions in life. And if a believer really adopts this as a normal part of their routine, they'll see over time, that their life has been simplified, right? I, and I, I know this because I see people who, and not just Muslims, but even people who aren't Muslim, the simple decision, you know, recently, what is this, you know, a few months ago, uh, at least in my field, there was a, um, uh, this rank list that comes out. Was so a person goes to medical school, and then at the end of medical school, they have to submit a rank list, they have to interview for residency training, they submit a rank list of all the places that they want to go to, and they'd rank it between one in 10 or one in 20, however many interviews they had, and they select all the places that they want to go to and then there's this thing called a match day and the programs rank them and then eventually they land at a particular place. And the anxiety and the worry and the concern that comes in the weeks leading up to match day, it's just something to see, it's a spectacle. Because everyone is so concerned about where they're going to end up and they think this is my top choice, I hope I get into my top choice, I better get into my, they're losing sleep, they're pulling out hair. Not, I'm talking about the general community, not the Muslim community, right? Um, when it comes to these sorts of things, although Allah Taala has already predetermined everything, right? We, uh, you know, the average human really struggles with these decisions, and sometimes it's something to observe. But the Deen, it's given us these two opportunities to, for us to be able to relieve stress from our life, right, and to really add barakah in the things that we're seeking to do. So I'm just going to discuss a couple of these. Not the details of what istikhara, salat al entails, because that's something we can learn separately or have a discussion on, but just some principles about istikhara and istishara, which is seeking counsel, that is particularly important for those individuals who are striving on the path toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Istikhara is simple, salat al-istikhara. This is essentially two rakah of salah that we perform, that's supererogatory, that's followed by a dua that was taught to us by the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam. And when a person is faced with the decision, the Prophet ﷺ said that if a person has to has to make a decision on something, or some matter comes before them, if they pray two rak'ah with, of intention of istikhara, they make the dua of istikhara afterward, and they ask Allah to put barakah and put guidance in, or into that particular matter, then what's best for them and what's khair for them will then come as a result of it. And nothing else is really possible beyond that, right? It's, it's beautiful and it's something that we underutilize now when we're talking about istikhara you know our habit is that first of all most people what, the first time they learn about istikhara is when it's time for marriage that's the first time the average muslim learns about istikhara um, and then the only and then after once finally they've gotten married they've done seven days or whatever istikhara that they've learned to do the next time they'll ever maybe consider it is if there's a job or potentially purchasing a home, but it's only done for the most part for major, major decisions, right? But the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Jabir radiallahu anhu, comes in Bukhari, the Jabir radiallahu anhu says that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, يُعَلِّمُنَا الْإِسْتِخَارَةِ فِي الْأُمُورِ كَمَا يُعَلِّمُنَا السُرَةِ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he, when when he would teach us, he taught us, sorry, he taught us to do istikhara the way he taught us the surahs of the Quran. That's mind-boggling. Like the purpose of the Prophet's coming into this world, one major purpose, is to bring the Quran and teach the Quran to the Sahaba. Like you could almost say that's one of the principal functions of the Prophet. Yitlu uh, Ayatihi, right? That's that's this is this is, comes in the Quran. This was one of his primary principles. So the extent to which the Prophet ﷺ emphasized and taught the surahs of the Qur'an to the sahaba, Jabir radiallahu anhu was saying, to that extent he taught us to pray and perform istikhara in matters that we needed to make decisions on. That's the extent that, that the sahaba were taught this by the Prophet ﷺ. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, so is it that this is restricted to major decisions? This should, be, this should also include any decision that we have to make. Any decision that we have to make, we have this. We have the you know, luxury. And we have the ability. We have the ability to draw in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's intention constantly into any decision that we have to make. This is why um, the the people of piety of the past. Some some uh, uh, Sheikh Abdullah Sirajuddin. He's a very famous scholar from Syria. Contemporary scholar. He passed away. Um, he used. He says in his book on the virtues of prayer that uh, it was the habit of, of the 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 mashayikh of the past that they would pray istikhara to raqaa every single morning when they started their day. Basically asking Allah that whatever is going to happen over the course of the rest of the day, I don't know. There's so many possibilities. I ask you, Ya Allah, to put baraka and khayr in every subsequent decision that I have to make, every subsequent decision that I make, every subsequent step that I take. This was their practice. So, for us, this is really important. Istikhara has so many benefits. Number one, you know i don't we don't have time to go over the entire dua but if a person learns a dua and they reflect upon the meaning it's so powerful it's so powerful that you start istikhara so uncomfortable that when you recite it and you reflect upon its meaning you end it with so much contentment not because the istikhara is now complete and allah has now put khayr in it although that's happened it's because when we reflect upon the meaning it puts us it puts into perspective the reality of what's happening in this world Right? So, that's number 1. Number 1 is Istikhara starts off um Allahumma inni astakhiruka ilmik wa astaqdiruka biqudratik wa as'aluka min fadlikal Oh Allah, I ask uh, from your knowledge uh, and I ask um, uh, from from your um, uh, from your power, right? Or from your fate. What what you what you expect to happen? Uh, and I ask from you, right, from, from you the, mo- the greatest فَإِنَّكَ ولا أقدر. Because verily you decree and I don't decree And you know and I don't know And you are the knower of the unseen Right there, stop It reminds us right there and then That hold on a moment I actually don't know what's best for me Only Allah knows what's best for me I don't know, yes this job, this car, this home This haircut this. You know this uh vacation this flight this opportunity seems to be what's best for me but honestly i don't know oh allah you know and i don't know you command and i don't command you we stop right there right uh uh and then and then we begin to make the dua oh allah x y and z if this was best for me if this is not what's best for me, but you just stop right there so, so it serves as a reminder number one of who's in charge number two it gives us the opportunity to seek Allah's barakah. Istikhara means, istikhara comes from khayr. Khair means goodness. And istikhara um, uh, means, it, it takes on the, the, the meaning of to seek khayr in something. So what we're essentially doing is we're asking Allah to put his khayr into this decision and this matter. Because if it isn't for his attention on a particular matter, then we're all doomed. If we don't have Allah's blessing in it, we don't need anyone else's blessing or attention or prayers. We want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's barakah to be in this. And then finally, the dua wraps up in such a beautiful way. Um, I had to run through it in my mind as I'm (laughs) going over it. Uh, Uh... And then after you ask Allah If this is what's best for me Then make it happen for me If this is not what's good for me Separate it from me And separate me from it And then So beautiful Right? Uh, And oh Allah um, Grant me Or or command for me Or instruct for me Or let's say um, What's the word? Uh, um, Decree Decree for me uh, What's the best, al khair, not what's good for me. Decree what's the best for me in this matter. Haythukana, wherever it may be. Like I went in thinking this is what's best for me, but I actually don't know. Oh Allah, decree for me because You know, and I don't know. Decree for me what is the best for me out of this particular matter, and then haythukana. From, from wherever it may come. I, have no, I, mean, I don't know where it's going to come from. I may think that this opportunity is what's best for me, but if this is not what's best for me, Allah separate it from me and give me khayr from wherever it may come. And how many times have we seen in our life that we thought this is, was good for me, Allah doesn't give it to us, we wait a few weeks and then something even better comes. Why? Because Allah has the ability to implement this haythu kana, which is from wherever He wants. He is the one who sustains from wherever, wherever He wills. And then it concludes, the last few words, uh, thumma ka, uh, thumma bi. This is what I think is very powerful. Then we conclude by saying, Oh Allah, make me content with it. Whatever you decree, make me content with it. Right? So you finish the du'a, and before you've even completed the process of istikhara, you can say, we've automatically reflected upon the meeting and put ourselves back in place. Saying, oh Allah, I thought I had some control. Or, oh Allah, I thought I knew what was great for me. But you know what? Number one, you know and I don't know. You decree and I don't decree. Number three, number two, really, all I need is barakah in this decision, no matter what it ends up being. And finally, um, just make me content. Just make me content with whatever you decree. So, istikhara is very important. And it's essential for the believer, especially for a believer who's seeking Allah. Uh, to to pray istikhara regularly and consistently, not for o- major decisions alone, but even for simple decisions. I have to book a flight, you know, and I'm not sure should I book a flight at 6 a.m. or should I take the 8 p.m. Uh, 7 p.m. Uh, sorry, uh, the 8 a.m. flight. Should I book this airline or that airline? We don't know. Sometimes we don't know what the outcome is going to be. We pray istikhara, turaqah, make the du'a, bismillah, and we move on. Yeah, we don't have to sit and wait for days for a response. Sometimes you have to make a decision right away. You're, you're, uh, you get an email from your from your boss or someone at work saying, "Hey, can you take on this project?" And you need to give a response within a few minutes. Say, "Hey, can I just get back to you in a few minutes?" You pray raka'ah, make the dua of istikhara, make whatever decision is best at that moment, respond and move forward. Allah Taala will put khayr in it, and that'll be the best outcome. So our The mashayikh of our past would pray istikhara so regularly. The sahaba were taught by the Prophet ﷺ to regularly engage in istikhara, and it will resolve so many of of the, of the confusion that we have in this world, because now we've let Allah take charge of this. Up until this point, I thought I was in control. And when I think I'm in control, I'm going to struggle in life, period. When I decide that I'm not in control and I'm now going to put all of my matters before Allah, as the Quran mentions, that's when I can finally experience peace in this life. Until I'm ready to submit this to Allah, I'm not going to achieve the peace and contentment that I'm looking for. The second essential um, the, the second opportunity the deen has given us to be able to make our way through challenging decisions in life, or even simple decisions in life, is through something called istishara. Istishara essentially is to do mashwara or to seek counsel from someone else when it comes to any particular matter. Now, this principle comes from, directly from the Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an, dhikr in kuntum la ta'lamun." There's, there's many references to doing mashwara or to seeking counsel from someone else in the Qur'an and hadith. Many references. But one principal reference is this. ahla uh, Allah Ta'ala tells us that ask the people of dhikr, meaning the people of remembrance. People who remember who? People who remember Allah. And some ulama say ahlu dhikr are actually the people of the Qur'an because the best way to remember Allah is through the Qur'an, whatever it may be. ذكر, ask the people of remembrance, In kuntum la When you don't know. So this is a hukum that's coming from the Qur'an. Which means, Allah is saying that if you don't know something, if there's something that you're struggling with making a decision on, you're not sure, then ask the people that remember Allah and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala consistently. If you don't know. So by following this instruction of the Qur'an, it, uh, uh, it draws barakah into our life. Now, why the people of dhikr, right? Number one, People of dhikr, people that are constantly remembering Allah The people of the Qur'an They are, number one, they're mindful of Allah Ta'ala's uh, reaction to a particular thing Right? So I may not know the the, um, the response of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala to a particular thing But the people of Allah's remembrance They're always thinking that if I do this Or if so-and-so does this What will Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala think? Now we don't know, right? But, but we, we can obviously take from the Sunnah and from the Qur'an But they're mindful of the consequence of a particular matter. Number two is that the people of remembrance, if a person is truly connected to Allah, they want what's best for you. And in this day and age, it's really hard to find someone who wants what's best for you or what's best for me. Apart from maybe our parents and apart from a select few maybe family members or friends, a lot of the world, when they're giving advice to us, they have an ulterior motive. It's possible that they're trying to sell you a particular product. So they're saying, listen, if you sign up for this, you know, you sign up for our package of financial advice, you know, guaranteed we'll give you A, B, and C. Or, you know, whatever other ulterior motive people have. It's very hard to find people. But someone who's truly connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants what's best for you in your relationship with Allah ta'ala in mind. So, ahlul dhikri in kuntum la So for us, that means that we should, ha- we should, number one, of course, at a general level, Right at a general level, we should be doing. We should seek counsel from others. This includes, of course, our parents. This includes the local imam. This includes, you know, uh, anyone else that has um, the ability to provide us with some some expertise or some particular advice on a matter. Generally speaking, this applies to all of us. This applies to the entire community. But for those of us that are seeking um, nearness to Allah, right, and are really looking for something further in Deen, it's important that we. Um, seek counsel from the people of dhikr and the people of remembrance, right? It'll resolve it'll solve us from so many headaches in life. You know, I've seen it in my own life, you know, so many times. Uh, I've seen it in my own personal life, that when I have chosen to do mashwara with my teacher on a particular matter, I've seen incredible barakah come into that decision, and I've seen the effects of it, and I continue to see the effects of it. And when I've decided that, you know what, I'm not going to do mashwara and I'm going to take this step on my own, I've seen many times uh, that uh, the effect wasn't as um, good as it could have been potentially. Now, there's nothing magical about this relationship between a student and a teacher. It's because there's barakah in doing what the Qur'an instructs us to do. That's what, um, that's what supports this, right? So this is, this, that, that's all it is. The Qur'an is saying that when you don't know something, ask the people of dhikr. So when we ask the people of dhikr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciates it, and he puts barakah, and he puts khayr in a particular matter. So it's important, you know, and I also say this in the context of just seeing people go through a life, and they're faced with particular decisions, and I see the steps that they're taking to make toward it, and never in the process as a counselor, and you see, they take step A, then B, and C, and you sort of just see, you know, um, the problem growing, and then worsening, and expanding, and eventually it just blows up, and you think, if they had just asked, you know, for for advice on this particular matter. All of this could have been completely resolved, you know, well before it got to this point. So this applies to us as individuals in particular. Now, when we talk about mashwara, our idea of mashwara is that I'm going to ask 10 different people when I run into a problem. I'm going to evaluate all 10 responses and the one that seems to fit me best, I'm going to take it. That's not what mashwara is, right? Mashwara is that I'm going to do research. Right? I'm going to ask this expert in this field, it could be from within Islam or not, depending on what the matter is. I'm going to ask, I mean, I'm going to do the research that I need to do. I'm gonna bring, bring all of that together and present it to the, the person, the, the people of dhikr, and say, look, this is, what I've, this is what I've learned. What advice do you have? Now, of course, mashwara is never binding. It's not like if you don't listen to the mashwara of the people of dhikr that lightning's gonna strike down and destroy you, right? And that's a misconception people have. It's to bring barakah into a matter. That's all it is, right? It's simple. So our mashwara is that there's a particular decision i need to make i do the research that i need to do and i present it before the people of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's remembrance i ask for their counsel and then inshallah i move forward accordingly right and yes sometimes i may not be able to follow the advice sometimes i will but the idea is to seek advice that's where there's khid it's to seek advice this applies to us as individuals right the, and and i say this from experience but also because the quran mentions it from experience uh, at an individual level, when a person does mashwara and seeks counsel, a lot of barakah comes into a particular decision. Uh, and when they combine istishara with istikhara, meaning seeking counsel, praying istikhara, and moving forward, it's a done deal. Right? Life just becomes a cakewalk at that point. Um, this applies to in- us as individuals, but even uh, on a familial level as well. You know, All of these family relationships that we have, husband and wife, child and parent, Um, you know, in-laws and myself, there's so much potential for conflict that occurs, and the reason for a lot of this conflict, separate discussion, the reason for a lot of this conflict is because I'm thinking me, 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 me in this decision, she or he is thinking me, 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 me in this decision, and we're just going to argue and fight about it, right, indefinitely. But if two individuals that are in a particular relationship say that we're going to take this particular matter to someone that we both agree upon or someone that we both trust and say we're going to leave this matter to, that, to the counsel of that individual, so many headaches are resolved. So many headaches are resolved. And I've seen this countless times uh, in my life and the lives of people that I know well. That, For instance, in the case of a husband and a wife, you know, it's essential that when people get married, um, because there's, this is the coming together of two nufus, or two nafses, that each nafs wants what's best for himself or herself, and then what happens is that they, they argue and they fight over a particular matter. If they start the marriage by saying, look, if we are ever going to disagree on something, let's agree that we'll take this matter to one person, let that person settle this for us, and both of us have to submit to the decision of that individual, it will resolve 99% of marital conflict. 99 percent of marital conflict but we don't do that right what we do is i'm going to take you know we're, we're arguing now i'm going to take this matter to the imam that i trust and say you come with me and listen to what imam has to say i see this with child and parent all the time a parent and a child get into a conflict they don't have any way to resolve it dad says or mom says you know let's go to the, the imam sahab let's go to so and so and you listen see what see what he has to say that's not mashwara mashwara is you tell your child that look who do you trust when it comes to matters of deen? Which alim, which scholar, which, which, which sheikh do you trust? Let's see, what we, let's come together in agreement. So if there's ever a disagreement between the two of us, we take it to this person and let them resolve it. Husband and wife say, which person do we both trust that has best interest in mind for us, wants what's khair for us, and has a deep connection with Allah? And we say that if we ever come to a disagreement. We're not going to argue over it. We're not going to escalate the matter. We're not going to throw things across the room. We're not going to scream and shout. We're going to take it to this person and say, make the decision for us. We're both ready to submit to it, right? And it will resolve so many social conflicts today. So there's a lot of power in doing mashwara. So the summary of of today's discussion is that as we go through life, we have a, there's, a, there's the potential for a lot of difficulty to arise from decisions that we have to make. But the beauty of Islam and the beauty of our faith is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through the Prophet has given us two ideal ways of resolving this problem, right? of having to make decisions. Number one is istikhara, which is that no matter what challenge comes my way, I can always ask Allah to make this decision for me. And I can always ask Allah to put khair in it for me, and barakah, and I can always ask Allah to make me content with whatever the outcome is from it. That's the power of istikhara. And we should be regularly performing this, maybe not every day, I mean, that would be ideal, but at least, at least I would say, a few times a week we should be praying istikhara. A few times a week. We have to purchase some big item, we have to book a flight, we have to make a decision for our children, our school, uh, we have, uh, you know, anything. I mean, there's no, there's no restriction on what we can pray istikhara for, right? Uh, I wouldn't obsess over it and do it 20 times a day, but at least a few times a week, istikhara should be part of our life. The second opportunity Allah has given us to be able to resolve this issue of decisions and the conflict that comes from decisions, whether it be internal struggle with dealing with something or whether it be societal or familial struggle, is to do istishara, is to seek counsel i in, in particular broadly speaking with others but in particular with the people that uh, of dhikr in kuntum and this will um, uh, really allow us to be content and we combine these two things right? so sometimes it's we do our mashwara from our, from our teacher or from a person of taqwa and piety, we do mashwara we pray istikhara also because we're never going to leave the sunnah of the Prophet of istikhara, we move forward with a step we say bismillah, we move forward and we don't have any regrets or doubts about it after we've made the decision because now Allah Ta'ala's barakah and khayr and, and we're following the instruction of the Quran we can't go wrong at that point there's no way we can go wrong at that point Sometimes it's the opposite, where we pray istikhara first, do mashwara, make a decision, move forward, we say bismillah, and we never look back after that. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed, there's going to be khayr in that at that point, we don't have to look back, we have the privilege of, of being supported by these two um, ultra-powerful forces that have been presented to us by the Prophet wasallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us uh, make us from amongst those who are regular and consistent in performing istikhara Uh, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to memorize the dua of istikhara and its meaning so that we don't have to uh, so that it's easily and readily accessible to us uh, at all times and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who do mashwara regularly, may he put barakah in all of our decisions because of our following of the Quran and the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ وَآخِرَ دَعْوَانَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ